0: Welcome to the Christ Walk Podcast. At Christ Walk Church, we exist to inspire people to follow Jesus every day. Enjoy the message. What's up, Christ Walk family? How are we doing this morning? Man, you are the 11 o'clock service. Can I get some more energy in here? What's up, Christ Walk family? How are we doing this morning? That's a little better. That's a little better. Hey, so we are a house of honor and I want to give honor where honor is due, but first I want to shout out the front row here. I see some of the CW youth sitting up there. Can we, can we give them a hand? You guys are awesome. So then I want to honor you guys, Christ Walk Church. I'm thankful for you, and I'm thankful that the Lord saw Chelsea and I fit to be part of this incredible uh, body of Christ. So you guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Can we give a big hand clap to our volunteers in the 11 o'clock service? Yeah. I don't know if they're, they're watching or not, they probably aren't, but if you are, y'all are the real MVPs. Everything that goes on week in and week out is because of you, and I believe the best is yet to come for you. Um, we believe this about you guys as volunteers, that your impact is far greater than you know, and that as volunteers, you guys are literally the catalyst for the one to come in and take a seat and experience life change through Christ and to be inspired to follow Jesus every single day. So from the the parking lot to the seat, from the orange tent to the Kids Walk team to our our CW youth team on a Wednesday night and our worship team killing it on the stage every week, I'm thankful for you guys. We honor you guys and what you're doing matters for the kingdom of God. And then last, I wanna wanna honor our pastors, uh, Blake and Sarah. Can we give them a big hand clap? Pastors Blake and Sarah, we love you guys. We're thankful for you. Um, We don't fully understand the mantle and the, the burden and the responsibility that we hold, but we know that the Lord has given you a vision for this house. And on behalf of my wife, Chelsea, and Christ Walk Church, we are with you, heart and soul. And we believe that the best days are ahead for you guys and for Christ Walk Church. So can we give them one more big hand? Let's go ahead and dive in. This morning, if you didn't know this already, the Bible is divided up into two big sections. The first section is called the Old Testament and the second big section is called the New Testament. But today, our foundational text, the text that we're gonna be using um, to hear a word from the Lord, is in the Old Testament at the beginning in the book of Joshua. So go ahead and find your place and then turn and bump to your neighbor and say, get there, get there quick. Come on, just do it. Joshua chapter three. I'm gonna read a few verses to you and then we're gonna pray and get started today. Joshua chapter three, verse nine says this. Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites, and all of the other ites. See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan River ahead of you now then choose 12 men from the tribes of israel one from each tribe and as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the lord the lord of all the earth set foot in the jordan its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap verse 14 so when the people broke camp to cross the jordan river the priests carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them Now, the Jordan is at flood stage all during the harvest season, and scholars believe that around this season, the height of the Jordan was about 10 foot deep, so this is not an easy crossing. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan River and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great deal away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zerithan while the water flowing down to the Sea of Ereba, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground, while Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. Let's play real quick. God, I thank you for all that you do for us. I thank you that you're a faithful God, that what uh, your word says comes alive for us today. We believe that. And so we're thankful for, for that. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Anoint my lips to speak uh, in wisdom the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Open deaf ears to hear and spiritual eyes to see the love that you have for these people here at Christ Walk Church and beyond. I pray that you would seal these words in our hearts and may we leave here honestly able to say, surely the Lord was in this place. Thank you for all that you do and all that you will do. In Jesus' name, and everybody said. Hey, who in here likes hiking? Anybody? Anybody ever been on a hike? So I haven't been hiking in a while, but when my wife and I lived in um, West Virginia, there's lots of mountains, y'all, so so we went hiking a lot. And I remember one of the first hiking experiences we had. We decided to go on this hike because we were flipping through Instagram, and all the people that we followed back in West Virginia, they were taking pictures of this, this beautiful cliff view. And how many of y'all know that any beautiful cliff view, any beautiful view here in the state of Florida, it's always secluded to get there. It's extra hard to get there. How many of y'all know that? And so my wife and I, we decided that we were going to embark on this journey to get to this cliff view and hike up this mountainside. But the first thing, the first barrier that we had to overcome was getting lost on the way there. And so we flicked our GPS system and started the trek towards this, but we got so lost, we went down so so many wrong turns, y'all, that the GPS system got scared. Come on, somebody. And so finally, by the grace of God, we found a good parking spot near near a trailhead, and we parked there and got out of our cars, and when we walked up to the trailhead, we noticed that this wasn't any flat trail. It looked like it was 100% incline, Looked like the stairway to heaven. I thought I was going up to see Jesus. And so Chelsea and I, after discussing intensely whether or not we should uh, embark on this journey, we decided that we were gonna, gonna do it. And so we expended lots of blood, sweat, and quite literally tears walking up to the top of this hill. And that was the second barrier that we had to cross on our way to get to the destination that we thought was so worth it. But it was, let me tell you, we got up to the top and we took a whole lot of cliche Instagram photos, but the view was spectacular. I'm talking like, like big rock cliffs. I'm talking rivers that were, that were um, coming together, a big historical town below us. And it was just a beautiful view, but we found value in the destination because of the process it took us to get there. And how many of you know this morning that God is a God of process? And so what the Israelites were up against here in Joshua chapter three, they had been through the ringer as far as process experiences are concerned this morning. And so what we know is prior to Joshua chapter three, the Israelites, they escaped from Egypt under the rule of Pharaoh. And they had to walk through many different barriers in order to get to this point that we see here in Joshua chapter three. And some of those barriers were physical, but other of those barriers were spiritual and mental and emotional. And how many of you know that often um, a, a, a spiritual barrier or a barrier in one aspect of your life becomes a barrier in all aspects of your life? And so the Israelites had faced many a barrier to get to this point, and they stood at the brink of a barrier with the land that the Lord had promised them right on the other side of this river. This was their moment, the moment that they'd been waiting for, the moment that they wandered through the desert for 40 years to get to. And yet, in order to take hold of the promises that God had for them, they still had to cross one more barrier. It's interesting, scripture tells us that the Jordan River is a transition point or a significant turning point in Israel's history. We see that here in Joshua chapter three, but we also see that later on with uh, experiences of individuals in the Jordan River. Even Jesus himself got baptized in the Jordan River. And so what we see here in Joshua chapter three is a a pivotal moment, a major turning point in the history of the Israelites as they're about to cross over, to grasp, to take hold of the promise that God had for them in the promised land. This was the land flowing with milk and honey. And I believe that many of us today, we're in a place of transition, there's coming a pivotal moment in our life. And even if you're not in that season right now, I believe that one of these days you will be. Because transition often happens between seasons and pivotal moments happen throughout your lifetime. And so the Bible tells us different ways, different lessons that we can learn on how to navigate these seasons in order to get to the promises that God has for us. Whether it be embarking on a new faith journey or whether it be getting to the next level in your faith or the next level in your relationship with God, whether it be getting to the next level in your marriage or in the relationships that you have around you, whether it be starting a relationship with God or starting a new discipline that's gonna help you get to the next level, that's gonna benefit you in your life. There are major turning points in your life that I believe we can learn key lessons from scripture on this morning. And I believe the word of the Lord is this morning for us that next really is now. That you're about to enter a new season, the next season, and so you've got to learn how to, how to navigate the transitions that you're going through right now to take hold of what God has for you in the next. How many of you know that every season, every new season has new blessings, but it also has new barriers? And oftentimes, blessings or on the other side of the barriers that God wants to walk you through to teach you some things in order to get there. So how do you maneuver a turning point, a point of transition? How do you maneuver a new season in your life? What do you do when it seems like there are insurmountable barriers in front of you and yet you know in your heart of hearts the blessings that God has for you? What do you do? Maybe you're at a Jordan River this morning. You're at a barrier in, and what you're experiencing or you will experience, it's not new, and the Israelites, they've been there. And so I believe that there are three key lessons that we can take away from what the Israelites are experiencing here in Joshua chapter three at the brink of this barrier, the Jordan River. And number one, if you're taking notes, this is the first lesson that we can learn from what the Israelites are experiencing The difference makes the difference. Number one, the difference makes the difference. When it comes to our faith journey, when it comes from transitioning from one season to the next, sometimes we have to do some things differently in the next season in order to maximize our impact. Sometimes we have to do things differently to cross over, to cross through the barriers that are holding us back from the promises that God has for us in the next season. I've heard it said that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting dis- different results, but I want to tell you this morning, Christwalk, this is a news flash in order to get new results, you might have to do something different. If I could say it differently i 'd say it like this that what you do in one season won't always be what you need to do in order to get to the next. God will often require you and I to do something different in the next season and to get to The next season so let's break it down the israelites they're at the brink of a barrier it was a physical barrier for sure but it was also a mental spiritual and emotional barrier as well but what they had experienced here at the jordan river being at the edge of a watery barrier wasn't something different than they've experienced in the past Because scripture tells us that under the previous leadership of Moses, they were escaping Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And they came to the edge of another watery barrier in the form of the Red Sea. And Moses had to hear instructions from the Lord. And the instruction from the Lord was, Moses, stretch out your hand and the waters of the Red Sea will part. And so Moses stretches out his hand and the waters of the Red Sea parted. And the Israelites escaped from the Egyptians on dry ground as they crossed through the barrier that was in front of them. And yet there's a difference between what they experienced at the Red Sea and what they were about to experience at the Jordan River. Because under the leadership of Joshua in Joshua chapter 3, the Lord didn't instruct Joshua to stretch his hand out so that the 10-foot waters of the Jordan River could part. He told him something different because what worked for the Red Sea in one season won't work for the Jordan River in the next God rarely moves the same way from season to season because in every season, God wants to teach us something new. God is a God of the process. And oftentimes, different miracles will happen to teach us new things from one season to the next. God can get your attention in one season with one miracle and not get your attention with the same miracle in the next. Because in order to find out what the heart of God is, he sometimes has to teach you something new in the next season. So the challenge for you and I this morning, the challenge for you this morning, Christ Walk Church, is this, you have to identify the difference between your Red Sea and your Jordan River, and you have to be close enough in a relationship with God to hear the instruction from the Lord on how to handle both situations when they arise in a transitional season of your life. Here at Christ Walk Church, we're in the business of bringing people to Jesus. We're in the business of reaching people for Jesus. We're in the business of inspiring people to follow Jesus every day. And we have to do what it takes in order to reach people, in order for people to experience the love of Jesus in Nassau County in our community and beyond. And so there might be some things in this next season that we have to do a little differently. We might have to press in a little more to the heart of God in order to understand what he's called us to do as a body of Christ in order to change our community for the better. Because sometimes maximum impact requires a different thing and God wants to do a different thing. Number one, the difference makes the difference. And we wanna change when God says change and we wanna move when God says move so that we can move past the barriers that are in front of us to the blessings that he has for us on the other side. Number one, the difference makes the difference. Number two, you gotta walk it out so God can work it out. Number two, you've gotta walk it out so God can work it out. All of the predicaments that the Israelites had been through up to this point, it really begs the question, why wouldn't God just remove what was in front of them? God has the power. We know he's omnipotent. We know that he could have removed the Red Sea. We know that he could remove the Jordan River, but he chose not to. And I believe that this morning, God is a God of process and he wants to walk you through some things so that he can refine you and refine your faith so that you can enter this next season at a new level in your relationship with him. If I go back to the the cliff illustration that I used at the beginning when Chelsea and I expended blood, sweat and tears to get to the top and look at the view, the view was more valuable because I expended my blood, sweat and tears to get there. It would have been easy for me to drink a Red Bull and grow a pair of wings to fly to the top of the cliff. But I can tell you one thing, I may have not had the same view of what picture was overlooking the cliff had I not expended blood, sweat, and tears to get there. And God works the same way. Instead of, taking and removing the barrier that's in front of you. He'd rather you walk through it so that he can teach you some things about who he is and he can strengthen you in the process. You've gotta walk it out so that God can work it out. Here's the beautiful thing. God could choose to do it himself But scripture tells us all throughout scripture that instead of God doing it himself, he chooses to invite you and I as the family of God into what I like to call a miracle in motion. It's an invitation to a miracle in motion from the beginning of scripture all the way until now. God wants to do a miracle in your life. He wants to do a miracle in your family. He wants to do a miracle in your business. He wants to do a miracle at Christ Walk Church, and he wants to do a miracle in the state of Florida. But the only way that he can do miracle is by you taking a step forward and he's going to step with you. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to walk it out so that God can work it out. This is an interesting concept. It's, it's reiterated in the first couple chapters of Joshua before our story in Joshua chapter three. Sometimes we like to skip over Joshua chapter one because we highlight one of those verses that gets put on the outside of our coffee mugs and it's painted on pictures on our wall and it's put on the back of the decals of our car. It's Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. That's enough to make me run around the church. Come on, somebody. And yet we forget the surrounding context of that verse It wasn't just be strong and courageous. It was obey the Lord's instruction. But the Lord also told Joshua something interesting. He said to Joshua, Joshua, you and the Israelites, everywhere your foot, your feet tread, that is the land that I will give you. But it requires faith. Because in order for you to take hold of the land that God has given you, you first have to step forward. It's funny, it's kind of like stepping out in faith and going on a Christ walk, isn't it? Because if you start praying, and if you start fasting, and if you start reading, and if you start believing, and if you get in a small group and connect with other people in community, and if you start serving in church, And if you get connected to the word of God in a brand new way, things come alive in your life that wouldn't have come alive had you not stepped forward in faith for God to work it out. The Bible tells us here in the story of Joshua chapter three that they had to walk it out in order for God to work it out the priests that were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, in order for God to work a miracle in the midst of this barrier, they had to literally step foot into the Jordan River. How many of you know that sometimes you've gotta step in it to get through it? And oftentimes, God's not gonna remove the barrier out of your way, but he'll help you get through the barrier because he's the God of the process. There's some things he wants to walk you through so that you can learn. And what I find interesting here is that the the priests they would have entered a mucky dirty, messy situation when they stepped foot on the brink on the edge of the Jordan River. And oftentimes, I believe that our faith is a lot like what the priests were stepping into. Because we take one step, God, I don't know where I'm stepping. I don't know what direction I'm stepping, but I'm trusting and believing in faith that you're there with me. God, I'm going to take another step forward, trusting that the land that I'm treading on is land that you promised me. I'm going to keep taking a step forward, believing that even though there's mucky, dirty, messy water around me, you're going to do something in me and through me in this next season that I'm about to walk into and this is another challenge that here at Christ Walk Church God is going to require us to step into the lives of dirty messy people and I don't just say that to point fingers because I'm the chief amongst them He's gonna require you to make relationships with people that don't think like you. He's gonna require you to get down into relationships with people that might do things a little bit differently than you, but it's all for the same mission and the same movement that not only is Christ Walk Church, but is the kingdom of God. So are you willing to leave the comfortable and make an uncomfortable movement towards the things that God has for you The Israelites, they could have just stayed there. They could have just looked at the promised land. They could have admired the promised land. They could have, you know, like tasted through smelling the milk and honey, but they weren't really getting what God had promised them then, were they? You can you can stay where you are, you can stay comfortable. You cannot move, you can stay a couch potato. But God has something better for you if you get up and take the steps in order to make it to the promises that he has for you. He's a God of the process and process means he's gonna require some discomfort on your part. As a church, if we wanna make it into the next, it's gonna require some discomfort on our part. But the Lord has already worked out what's holding us back and there is a blessing on the other side of barrier. I coined a phrase here. I was thinking about this passage of scripture and there's a gap between the now and the next. Whether there's a barrier there or not, the gap between the now and the next is called the faith gap. And so in order to close the gap, you have to walk forward in faith and authority and belief and discomfort knowing that God is going to give you the land through which you tread. Walk in faith to close the gap. Number one, the difference makes the difference. Number two, you've gotta walk it out so that God can work it out. And number three, whatever your Jordan is, you're already through it. Turn to your neighbor and tell them you're already through it. I believe that the word from God for us this morning really is that your next is right now. We've got to trust that when we're entering a new season, when we're entering into the next, that God has already won the battles for us, not only to get through the barrier that's in front of us, but to get through the battles that face us in the promise. Because the promise always requires process, and process always requires battles. But the Lord's already defeated what you think is defeating you. What's interesting is that this passage of scripture in Joshua chapter three, it parallels so many experiences that the Israelites had before under the previous leadership of of Moses. And God was always with there through them. The Bible says that there was a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And every time that cloud by day or that pillar of fire by night would get up and move, the Israelites would pack up all of their stuff and they would move with it. And that cloud and that pillar of fire that was the very presence of God moving them in the direction of the promises that he had for them. And then later on in scripture, God instructs the Israelites to build an Ark of the Covenant. And the Bible says that the presence of God would rest on the top of the mercy seat, which was on top of the Ark of the Covenant. And so every time the Israelites, the priests would pick up this Ark of the Covenant and move it, it was literally the presence of God moving before them. In the presence of God that was with them under the leadership of Moses, he led them through some extremely uncomfortable situations. You could call them barriers. In the presence of God, in the Ark of the Covenant that rested upon the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant, he led them through some pretty uncomfortable situations. You could call those barriers too. And it was signifying that the Lord once again was going to take them through a barrier So that they could take hold of the blessings that God had for them on the other side. I want you to know this morning that God has already gone before you. He's already defeated the enemy, but he's also with you. I could say it like this. He's the God of the follow through. You follow and he'll get you through. And he won't let you fight this battle alone. You are not alone in the season that you're in. You are not alone moving to the next season that you're moving into. God is with you and he is for you and who can stand against you? He will fight for you He will go before you, but there's only two things that the Lord requires from us. And he told Joshua before they went on this journey at the edge of uh, the the Jordan River in Joshua chapter three, he told them two things. This is what I'm requiring from you, Joshua and Israel. This is what I'm requiring from you, Christ Walk Church. This is what I'm requiring from you personally. Be strong and courageous. Obey the instruction of the Lord. Two things: be strong and courageous, and obey the instruction from the Lord. Christ Walk Church, be strong and courageous. Step out in bold faith at the workplace. Step out in bold faith when you're in publics. Step out in bold faith when you're outside in the community, and tell people about the love of Jesus. But Christ Walk Church also obey the Lord's instruction. And guys, I believe this morning that the vision that God's given Pastors Blake and Sarah for Christ Walk Church, that they are instructions from the Lord for this house. And the Lord is inviting you and I to participate in a miracle in motion. He's inviting you and I into the story as we continue to impact Amelia Island and Nassau County and beyond, but it starts with our motion. I believe that we're about to enter the next, but I also believe that many of you are about to enter the next. And there are going to be some barriers that you will have to overcome. So let me remind you of three key lessons that you can can take away when it comes to navigating transition, when it comes to taking hold of the next three things. Number one is the difference makes the difference. Number two is that you've gotta walk it out in faith To close the faith gap so God can work it out. And number three, you have to be confident knowing that God is not only with you, but he's gone before you. The the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, scripture tells us in Joshua chapter three that they picked up the Ark of the Covenant and they stood in the Jordan, but they stood or they walked there before all of the people of Israel. And it was signifying that the presence of God was going before them and he was gonna work a miracle on their behalf because they continued to walk while he was still going before them. But scripture also tells us that not only does God go before us, but God is also with us. Later on in the Bible, there's a specific name associated with God is with us and it's Emmanuel. And then in the New Testament, there's a man named Jesus And the Bible calls this man named Jesus Emmanuel. And Jesus was sent by his Father God to earth to die on the cross for our sins so we didn't have to face this life alone. He was sent to die on the cross for our sins so that we could live in victory. And the victory took place because after Jesus died on the cross, he went to the tomb. And the Bible says that he defeated death, hell, and the grave so that when you and I accept Jesus as Lord and Savior of our lives, we can live in the victory of eternity forever. The truth is, whatever battles we face, the Lord has gone before you. And should you so choose, you can become part of the family of God and live in the victory of God that was given through his son, Jesus Christ, when he was resurrected from the grave because the battles don't stop when you cross a pivotal moment. The battles didn't stop when the Israelites crossed the Jordan. They still had to fight enemy armies, but they knew that the Lord was with them and the Lord had already gone before them and everywhere that their feet might tread, the Lord would give them that land. There are many more barriers that you are going to have to overcome, but take heart there are many more blessings to take hold of as well. And I believe that this morning, there are some people in this room who would like to claim victory and eternity. And the Lord is drawing you near, he's tugging at your heart, and I wanna invite you to receive Jesus as the Lord and savior of your life so that you can live in victory for eternity regardless of what you face in the future. So there's gonna be a prayer on the screen behind me. And if this is you this morning, if you wanna accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I admit that I'm a sinner and that I'm lost without you. I believe that Christ died in my place, making a way for us to have a relationship with him. I choose to follow Jesus and his way for the rest of my life amen. If that was you this morning, I want you to, your next step is to tell somebody, because we want to celebrate with you. We want you to know that you're not doing this life alone, that you can be a part of the family of God in Christ's walk church, and that we can walk this Christ's walk together. But I also want you to know today, believer, that I'm not really sure what Jordans you're facing, but I know that many of you are facing a Jordan. And my prayer for you today is that you would be able to know the instruction of the Lord on how to face the difference between the Red Sea and the Jordan River. My prayer for you this morning is that the word of the Lord might inspire some faith in you so that you can step out, so that the Lord can work it out, so that you can get plugged into church, so that you can get plugged into small groups, you can get plugged into community, so that you can serve your heart out and the Lord will honor your work, I promise you. And I want you to know that whatever Jordan you're facing, the Lord has already brought you through. Amen? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the victory that we have when you conquered death, hell, and the grave. I thank you that you died on the cross for our sins and bore the weight and the burden that we could not carry so that we can carry a light burden I thank you for giving us salvation. I thank you for defeating all of our enemies. God, I pray that this word from you would inspire faith in the people of Christ's walk church. And God, I pray that they would leave here different than the way that they walked in, that they would serve you all of the days of their life, that they would participate in the miracle in motion that is Christ's walk church. So God, right now in the name of Jesus, I seal this word in our hearts. And ask that we keep it and that we use it for your good or for our good and your glory. All of these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope you were inspired by the message. For more information, visit www.thechristwalk.com.